Our next storyteller is Heidi Bowman. A little over 20 years ago, she established Sterile Feral, uh, an organization devoted to helping feral cats survive and also get spayed and neutered. Heidi says animals are a huge part of her family's life. Her family includes husband Eric, 18-year-old uh, daughter Haley, 15-year-old son Tony, the dogs Kit and Junie, the bearded dragon Bert, the turtles Squirt and Crush, and too many cats to publicly disclose. <laughs> but she is happy to tell you that the number is finally in single digits. So please welcome Heidi Bowman. So I was going to try to do this without notes, but it's been quite a day, so I'm bringing my notes up here. Um, but I am here to tell you about a group of cats that changed my life. When I was 19, I was a student at ISU, and I had an apartment for the summer, and I noticed there were all these stray cats hanging around the dumpster in the parking lot, and when anyone would try to approach the cats, they'd run away. So. Being the cat lover that I am, I was very interested in these cats. I just had one cat at the time, Steve. He lived in the apartment with me. But I, of course, started feeding these cats and naming them. There were a lot to name. Um, so let me tell you about them. Pippin and Callie, they were the matriarchs of the group. They had kittens, and they nursed them interchangeably, so I was never sure which kitten belonged to which mother. Um, the kittens were named Petey, Tulip, Indy, Chester, Sparrow, and Almond. Um, there were other cats too, George, Moksha, Harvey, Ernie, Alonzo, Clementine, Beauty, Oliver, Stanley. There were a lot. <laughs> so I soon was spending a lot of time wondering what was best for these cats. They weren't friendly. I didn't think I could adopt them out into homes. But I thought they should get vet care, so I got a pet carrier and I put lunch meat in it and you know when the cats would go into the carrier I'd creep up and try to shut the door and eventually I did get one almond one of the younger kittens and since he I thought he'd be pretty docile since he was younger but when I took him to the vet when we got into the exam room and I opened up the carrier door soon almond was flying around the walls and uh, Dr. Dave Busson at Town & Country he said, you know, if you want to keep bringing these cats in, maybe you should get a humane trap. I had never heard of such a thing. Um, but I soon invested in a humane trap. And I learned that these cats were feral. Um, so somewhere along the line, somebody had dumped out a tame mother cat. Um, well, they hadn't gotten her fixed, so she had kittens, and then the kittens had kittens, and then eventually they reverted to their wild ways and stopped trusting people. But I wanted this band of cats, which I soon learned was called a colony, to trust me. So I kept feeding them and sitting with them in the trees in the yard of the apartment building. I think I kind of felt like I was Jane Goodall with her chimps. I'd sit there and watch the cats and note their behavior. And I soon realized that the female cats kept having kittens. So I decided, broke college student that I was, that I would trap them all and get them spayed and neutered. So that's what I started doing. I racked up quite a vet bill. And I noticed that after the cats got neutered, they seemed happier, like they were relieved to not have future parenting duties, and they didn't need to worry about finding a date. Um, 
I have a picture somewhere of the recently neutered Moksha and Ernie in the parking lot brushing against each other with their tails um, entwined. So I went through a lot with these cats. I made a lot of well-intentioned mistakes, including rounding up several of them and trying to relocate them to one of my friend's sheds. We hadn't thoroughly cat-proofed it, so the cats instantly took off. Oliver ran away in the snow, and I never saw him again. And Ernie also bolted from the shed. But several weeks later, when I was feeding the cats, who were still at the original place, she busted through the tall grass and came up to eat. She'd found her way back across town. So I learned that they were more self-reliant than I thought. And I didn't live in that apartment forever. I actually moved back into the dorms, but I kept coming back every day to feed the cats, um, even during the winter, of course. Um, and one winter was particularly bad, and after one awful blizzard, I hadn't seen Sparrow in over a week, and I remember standing by their food bowls telling my friend, I don't know, the weather's been so bad, and Sparrow's so small, and then I looked up, and there she was, picking her way through the snow. She was fine. So these cats taught me to hope. They also taught me to marvel and wonder and think about my relationship with animals. I remember one day I was eating an ice cream cone, sitting by a tree, and I was trying to share it with the cat, so I'd flick ice cream to them on the ground, and they'd lick it up. And then one younger one, Poe, who was braver than the rest, he came and licked ice cream off my finger. And then he lifted his paw, and he put it against my cheek. And it was a beautiful moment. So I said these cats changed my life. One of the ways they did is by inspiring me to become a vegetarian. Now I know cats are carnivores. I remember Almond once grabbing a whole package of lunch meat out of my hands and dashing into the trees with it. He was so proud of himself. Um, but I just started thinking about how taken I was with these cats, and I started thinking about cows and chickens and pigs, and thinking that maybe the reason we don't eat cats is just cultural. I also met my future mother-in-law because of these cats. Katha owned the Common Ground grocery store at the time, and one of her customers told her about me and how I was paying for these stray cats to be fixed, and on the spot, Katha wrote me a check for $100 for this woman to give to me. So I later met Katha at the colony, and she told me she had two sons going to ISU. And she mentioned Eric Bowman, and I said, oh, I think he was in my creative writing class. He wrote about the Beatles. Um, so I got to know Eric better as Katha and I became friends through the cats. So basically, without these cats and the Beatles, because Eric and I started going to Beatles cover bands together, who knows if our son Tony would even be here in the audience today. And who knows if our daughter Haley would be at home playing Skyrim. <laughs> so, Katha is also the one who told me about organizations doing trap, neuter, return all across the country. I had thought I was the only one. Um, she also introduced me to Valerie, another broke college student who was trying to take care of some feral cats in Bloomington. Now, we always describe ourselves as co-founders, but Valerie was the one who decided that we needed to form the nonprofit, a nonprofit to raise money to help people get feral cats fixed. So that, that's how Sterile Feral was born. And I'm not still super actively involved with the organization, but it is going strong 20 years later, and it pays for the neutering of hundreds of cats each year. 
So, one of the things that knowing these cats taught me is that people see things differently. People see cats differently. I soon learned that some people hate feral cats. Some very good people really despise cats pooping in their gardens and killing birds. So I noticed that over time when I would drive over to the colony, you know, for a long time when I went over there, I would be so happy and excited to see the cats, but soon I started to get full of anxiety and I'd think, would someone be waiting there to complain about the cats, to tell me to get the cats out of there? And that did eventually happen to Katha a few years later when she was there feeding the cats one day, but that's another story. I also was very afraid that people would try to set traps to round the cats up and have them killed. And I shared these worries with my doctor and Dr. Harvey, and he, he told me, well, even if that happened, it wouldn't take away the good you've done. And I remember thinking, what? If the cats all got killed, that would wipe out everything, right? And those words are words I've thought a lot about over the years, and I've decided that I agree with them. Aesop said, no act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted, and I believe that. So today, all of those, okay, I'm not going to cry, but all of those colony cats have passed on, but I still have plenty of cats in my life. It's my policy to welcome any stray cat that comes into our yard with food, water, shelter, and if they stick around long enough, a trip to the vet to get spayed or neutered. I'm adamant about being kind to every cat, even Cheeto, who was quite an ass when he first came to our house. He'd chase off the other cats, he thought he was boss, but I still thought we should be nice to him. And I just love it when Cheeto comes inside on a winter day, he purrs so loud and he sleeps so hard, it's like he can't believe his luck. And sometimes, to sound a little cheesy, I can't believe mine either. I have so many animals in my life to love. Last night, I was sitting on the couch and stewing over which animal story to tell, because I have so many, and I had our dog, Junie, on one side of me. I had this big cat, Dandy. He's like the size of a toddler, um, purring on my chest. I had our dog, Kit, sleeping next to me. Cheetah was sleeping next to Kit, and Vera was sitting, my beloved cat, Vera, was sitting on the chair across from me like staring at me lovingly um, but it's not always easy life is stressful um, we have one cat BB who sits on a stool in the kitchen every morning we call him our morning manager because he just sits there and oversees us making sure that we're doing what we need to be doing and today I was pretty frazzled venting to my husband Eric in a raised voice and I was sitting at the stool next to BB's sitting on the stool next to BB's and Suddenly, BB meowed at me and put his paw on my face, much in the same way Poe did all those years ago. He was reminding me that he was there and that he loved me. No act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. Thank you.